Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece of cake. Welcome back to the podcast. We have some pretty exciting news for today. Piece of Cake podcast has officially become Piece of Cake Planning. Yeah. And we are now also Day of Wedding Coordinators. Yeah, we've been working on this for a while, but now it's official. Yes, it's always been a dream of ours, just like the podcast, another way to get in the wedding biz, so we're super excited. As you may have seen if you follow us on Instagram, we changed our Instagram name from Piece of Cake Podcast to pieceofcake.planning. You may have also seen some of our recent posts from day of coordinating events. I just had my first day of coordinating back in August for Courtney's wedding in Bonnie Lake. And I just recently helped out at a really fun wedding in Vermont, which is not in our usual area because we're actually based in Seattle, but (laughs) had a special wedding out there that I got to help out with. So that's a good point to make. We are based in Seattle and we do also have full-time jobs. So we'll only be able to do weddings in the general Pacific Northwest area. Of course, you know, we like to go on little road trips and whatnot. So definitely consider us if you're from around the area. And we have a kind of special deal since we are just starting out. So if there are any brides listening, if you're interested in our day of coordinating services, we'll be offering a very low introductory rate for the first couple brides who reach out to us. So please email us or message us on Instagram. Our links are in the show notes and we also mention them at the end of the episode so you can remember our contact info. We'd love to hear from you and chat about your wedding and see how we can be of help for you. And again, we're just starting, so we're really trying to make those connections, see different venues, try different opportunities. So low rates and we're in it for the experience the beautiful photos but the rest of this episode is about day of coordinating because even if you don't hire us we think everyone should have a day of coordinator for your wedding because it's a super important role yes but you might not even know what that entails i think first of all we need to debunk the myth that a day of coordinator is a wedding planner because like we talk about a lot, there's a spectrum here of the services offered. So a wedding planner is full scope, they're with you from the beginning and they're planning all the things. We are day of coordinators. And what that entails is, we'll have a couple meetings beforehand, consultations, probably some phone calls, emails. We help you with the development of your timeline and put together a diagram for your ceremony. And then we'll be at the rehearsal dinner to run that. And then, of course, the day of. So on the day of your wedding, we show up as soon as we can get to the venue and we're there all the way till cleanup is done. We're the last one to leave. (laughs) 
So what are the kind of things that we do on the day? So basically we are the go-to person. Your dance coordinator should be there to answer all the questions, which should not be going to the bride or groom. Mm-hmm. We're there to help with setup, organize everyone, make sure they're in the right spot at the right time. You help cue walking down the aisle during the ceremony, help work with the DJ or MC to get the timing right for all of the first dance, all the songs, all of like the cake cutting, all that sort of stuff going on. And we help coordinate the grand exit if you have one, getting the bride and groom out the door and all of their things. I think helping with the setup is one of the really big things that you really need us for. This was the reason I hired a dance coordinator and started this whole crazy thing because (laughs) I was super into my decorations and like this whole picture in my head of my wedding. And then I was like, but I'm going to spend a whole year planning how I want my wedding, but who actually sets this up? Because it's not going to be me Mm -hmm. and my mom's going to be with me and busy and my bridesmaids are busy. So who actually does that? Mm -hmm. And then I figured out there's this job of a day of coordinator and we hired one and it was amazing and she was amazing. And yeah, I just don't know what I would have done without one. So (laughs) yep, everyone should have one. (laughs) One of my favorite things that day of coordinators do as well is the problem solving. We have all the little things in our bag. We've got a sewing kit, ibuprofen, chapstick, whatever you need. Yes, anything you might need. (laughs) And if anything goes wrong on the day or there are little decisions that need to be made that we do not need to bug the bride with, that's what we're there for. Yes. So if we haven't convinced you already, (laughs) why would you want a wedding coordinator? You are so busy during your wedding as a bride. Your family is busy. Your wedding party is very busy. So who the heck is going to do all these things? That would be the wedding coordinator. (laughs) Like Emily mentioned before, I think people don't always think through this part. Maybe they think, my mom's going to have time to do that. Or, I'll have my groomsmen set up. Highly don't recommend that. (laughs) But, like, first of all, hair and makeup takes way longer than you think. So if you think any of the girls are going to have any time to do anything... Nope. (laughs) So unless you have a close family friend or family member who's not involved specifically with the wedding to help, you don't really have a person on hand to be doing these things, especially the setup. Yep. And if you do have someone like that who's not in the wedding party to help set up, you still would have to walk through the details with them before the wedding day Mm -hmm. because they need to have all this information because they can't be asking you questions on that day. So Mm -hmm. again, it's kind of tricky because you're busy. And it makes a stress-free wedding day for you. You have been laboring all year planning this wonderful event and you get to step back and actually enjoy it. Exactly. And your family gets to enjoy it. This is one of my mom's favorite thing is (laughs) our wedding coordinator's name was Sarah. And after the wedding, she's like, the best thing we ever did was hire Sarah. And even my husband, who I knew that he was going to be kind of hesitant to ask when I wanted to hire a day of coordinator I knew he was going to be kind of iffy about it and literally we got into the car to drive away from our wedding and the first thing he said was I'm so glad we hired Sarah like I have no idea how we would have done this day without her so I can't stress it enough we highly recommend your mom highly recommends and Ethan highly recommends right so how can you get any better than that <laughs> and then another helpful thing is that day of coordinators often have experience and relationships with the different vendors yeah So they're helpful in the beginning to suggest people and help you 
connect with your vendors and then they're helpful on the day of when they're there and they've already worked with the venue or the caterer. Yes, they already know a lot. Okay, so like we mentioned earlier, we've both done our first couple day of coordinating gigs and we want to spend the rest of most of this episode talking about our experiences and takeaways in hopes that you can learn from these for your wedding and to convince you that you need a day of coordinator. So like I mentioned, I just had my first experience in August coordinating Courtney's wedding. It was at Laurel Creek Manor in Bonnie Lake, Washington. Gorgeous venue. I'll link to them in the show notes. So I'll talk about some of the takeaways from the day, some things that I learned and some things that surprised me. So first of all, like we mentioned, setup. Setup was the main thing I did and I think the very most helpful part of having me there. Courtney was super organized and put everything in nice labeled boxes for me with detailed instructions of what goes where and how to set it up. And I actually did those things while she was busy being a bride because that's what I'm here for. So I set up all of the centerpieces. I put out all of the flowers. I tied eucalyptus to the chairs. I assisted the groomsmen in decorating the arch. (laughs) I decorated all of the little cocktail tables, the bar, put out all their cute signs. I had to make some decisions on the fly about decorating, just little things that maybe you don't think of. For example, I put out the vases that the bridesmaids bouquets go in so that they could put them on the head table after the ceremony. And I think that's a little thing that people don't always think of, but was helpful and looked really pretty. Okay, this is really random, but this was actually my biggest takeaway from the event is the banquet permit. So somehow in all of the communication and all of the details, this detail got missed and the bride was not aware that she needed to get a banquet permit for the event. So I was able to work with the venue owner and we went online and got the bride's information and credit card, got the banquet permit ordered and printed and ready to go so we could display it at the bar and let the bartender serve the alcohol. So that was a last minute freak out and the bartender was saying, I cannot serve one person a drink until I have this banquet permit displayed and that was something that didn't need to stress the bride out and I could just handle. And talking to her afterwards, that was one of the things she thought was the most helpful is just handling those little last minute stressful things that don't need to be on her shoulders. So that will be on my day of coordinating checklist from now on. Small little things that you might not remember because you have so much on your plate. That's what we're here for. In my example, I worked with a newer DJ. I think this was maybe his second wedding. And so I was able to help him kind of keep the flow of everything going and make sure the events were at the right times and the toasts got announced correctly. And on that note, I managed the timeline for the day. We were actually 15 minutes ahead of schedule, which I'm super proud of and is not normal. And so I was able to work with the different vendors, specifically the caterer, and have them move the start of dinner up 15 minutes and make sure everything was ready for that. Later on in the night, another big thing I helped with was coordinating the grand exit. I think this is something that can get overlooked sometimes, the logistics that go into this. So I kind of monitored how the party was going and when the exit should be. Once it was time for the exit, I gathered all the guests and got them lined up out front. 
the bride had little bubbles and bells for everyone to use, so I made sure everyone had those. And then I gathered up the bride and groom, actually had to help the bride put her shoes on. Hey, we're here for anything, we got you. And then brought them out and had them go through the line. I made sure they had all the things they needed, so their bags and their to-go food for their room that night, super important, and got them out the door. Another thing I helped with during the wedding was the flow of the dinner and releasing tables. The buffet was in a separate room from the tables, and so I helped monitor the buffet lines and release the right tables at the right times. This is something that sometimes the DJ does as well, but in this instance, they didn't do table numbers, so you couldn't really announce, table one, go get your food. So I discreetly walked around to the tables and released them as the timing worked out. I helped with a lot of other small details like the bouquet to toss. This is another reason you need day of coordinators is just to remind you of little things that you should have ready. So for example, you need a bouquet to toss and like we talked about in flowers, you don't necessarily want to throw your big beautiful bouquet. So I made sure she had one ready to toss and she ended up using one of her bridesmaids. And then I made sure that she had songs ready for everything, working with her and the DJ. For example, you need a song during cake cutting and maybe that's something that you wouldn't have thought of beforehand, but I got you, I have the checklist. Okay, another big takeaway was vendor meals. Before being a vendor, this is not something I really knew that much about. So. A lot of times at weddings, there are different meals for the vendors. They're sort of like bagged lunches or something that are not the normal dinner. And so as a day of coordinator, it's good to know that because you are a vendor and also you help coordinate those things. Personally, I have to say as advice to the brides, just have your vendors eat the normal wedding food. Really that cost is immaterial to your overall wedding budget and your vendors are there working away for you and especially if you have one of those food station one or a buffet pretty much they kind of absorb in the numbers you really probably don't even have to add on any people or just a couple really if you're a plated meal it's a little different but still yeah yeah just feed your vendors good food it's easy the cost really isn't anything or not too much and it ends up being easier yes Coordinating the vendor meals can get complicated, as Emily will explain later. (laughs) But yeah, I recommend feeding your vendors good food. And in this specific example, my bride was amazing, and she actually had her vendors go first through the buffet line, which is not common. Usually they'll just go grab food afterwards, but that was my experience. My final takeaway is about the marriage license. This is a little detail that can get kind of forgotten on the actual day as well. So I got the marriage license right when I got there and made sure that the bride and groom had a special room where they could go and sign the marriage license afterwards. I made sure there was a pen in the room, chairs, and a table, so it was all set up for them. After they finished the ceremony and came to the room, everyone was like, oh my gosh, where's the marriage license? Did we forget it? And I'm like, nope, it's right in this drawer. It's all ready for you. I got you. And then also while they were doing that, I made sure to go grab them some drinks. So got margaritas for the bride and groom because you are ready for a drink at that point. So Emily, you just coordinated that wedding in Vermont a couple weeks ago. Do you want to talk about your takeaways? Yeah, so I was at Boyden Winery in Vermont. It was 
a really fun sort of unique wedding. I didn't do as much planning ahead of time because I kind of came in as a last minute friend helper Mm -hmm. for this wedding. I did have a few calls with the bride ahead of time and helped just kind of ask some questions to her to make sure she had everything ready and her and her sister did a ton of planning and set up ahead of time. But some of the things that I helped with beforehand was just making sure she had signs for things like at the bar and they had some favors for people to take home Mm -hmm. and that needed some signage for explanation. Also things like reserved seats for some of their special guests at the ceremony that she hadn't thought about ahead of time and they didn't have enough seats for everyone at their ceremony space. They were having some people stand so she definitely wanted reserved seats for some of their guests so we coordinated that. Also there was kind of a unique thing that I'd seen of where the bride and groom's side actually like switches sides at the ceremony so that the bride's mm-hmm. family can see the bride's face, basically. She really liked that idea, so we arranged that. Also, having a list of the photos you want your photographer to have ready so you make sure you get all the shots that you want. We talked about that ahead of time. Yeah, so I feel like some of the things are things that when we meet with you and talk with you beforehand, we will remind you about all these details because that's really helpful. And then also we will make them happen on the day of. Exactly. A lot of our work is just like making sure everything is ready to go for the day of and then we'll actually execute them on that day. (laughs) So then once we got to the wedding, I again was in charge of all the setup in the morning. I had all the groomsmen and the groom helping me, but I helped do all of the centerpieces. And it was at a winery that actually had never had a wedding there before. So oh my it, was, gosh. it was a tasting room. It wasn't really set up for a wedding. And it was really beautiful, but it was just kind of a funky space to work with, which made it fun, but also kind of a challenge. So I had to make a lot of last minute decisions on like where to put some of the extra tables and how to set mm-hmm. things up once we actually got there and had to move furniture around. Also... Like the decor, we had all the right centerpieces, but then there was some last minute things of like how to decorate the bar, just a few last minute things like that. And I just decided where things would go and look good and didn't have to ask anyone. And that's our job. Exactly. Also, the next biggest thing I think that was helpful was just lining everyone up for the ceremony and telling them when to walk down the aisle. That was really helpful. And they had some really cute little girl nieces that were doing a dance. So that was needed some help coordinating that part. (laughs) Oh, and then back to the vendor meals thing. This was like the one thing that didn't quite go according to plan on ours, but the bride and groom in this case had separate vendor meals. They were doing food stations at the wedding, but they had ordered separate meals to be picked up and taken to the venue for the vendors. But unfortunately, one of the sandwiches got eaten ahead of time, and so then I replaced it with a different one and was already kind of messed up, but I brought all the right number of sandwiches anyways for the vendors. It got to the venue, put in the fridge with the caterer stuff. It was all there. But in the end, the vendors didn't even eat the meals and I don't really know what happened with them, but they all ate food, I think, and it was fine. And there was still leftovers of all of everything. So everyone got fed, but it's just kind of one of those things that ended up being more of a headache that I had to deal with. And didn't seem really necessary since they had a ton of food Mm -hmm. but I think at the beginning the bride thought it was be because like per person the food station's food seemed really expensive and to add like five more meals for vendors seemed crazy but I think it's just one of those that kind of balance out that and maybe you don't really need to add the headcount because it's food stations it's Mm -hmm. and don't tell the caterers we're giving this advice but we think it's fine yeah (laughs) 
So I feel like our takeaway on vendor meals is if you're going to do them, make sure they're executed well and your day of coordinator helps with it and the vendors know and are able to actually eat the food. Right. But maybe just don't do it because there's probably enough food for them anyway and they deserve a nice meal as well. Right. I think one of the other most helpful things we do is just coordinating with the vendors at the venue because Mm -hmm. that was one of my other base jobs was I came back to the venue early before everyone else to get there so that I was there when the vendors arrived and to show them where to set up since this was a new venue that none of them had been to before, show them where to set up and where all the food stations since this was kind of a cool food station me wedding, like which table the bride wanted each type of food to be at and that was one of my jobs too. So again, lots of details and that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. So we hope we've convinced you that you need a day of coordinator and brides, please reach out to us if you're looking. Uh, We also want to make a couple shout outs to end our episode. Like I mentioned, I did my first day of coordinating at Laurel Creek Manor in Sumner slash Bonnie Lake, Washington, and I will link to them because that's a gorgeous venue. I also mentioned my first bride, Courtney, and I'm going to tag her in this post. And please ask her if you're wondering why you should have a day of coordinator or if it's worth it. Ask Courtney. She'll tell you it totally is. And uh, I talked about the day of coordinator that I used for my wedding, and she was amazing too. So I will tag her in our post as well. And link in the show notes to her site. So to wrap up this episode, we will leave you with the three key ingredients that will make your day of a piece of cake. Number one, get a day of coordinator. (laughs) Number two, make a day of timeline. And number three, have a checklist that includes all the little details we talked about, like the marriage license, the banquet permit, a bouquet to toss. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of of cake. cake.